And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends, welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive. I'm having a cracking week, dude. Come here about my weekend and feel better about yours. I mean, the pod rolls on. It's exciting. I'm excited. The vaccine is rolling out. What a time it is to be alive. Um, I don't know when I personally will receive this thing. But I tell you what, I must be, I reckon, the last man in Australia to receive this vaccine. I'm 26 with no health issues and make no contribution to society. I am patient last on the COVID journey. I mean, I reckon the whole country, I'll be the last one. I I don't need it. I mean, we can afford to lose Bill. Let's be honest. I mean, yes, the world, it will be worse off without this beautiful podcast and some of my comedy stylings. But I have a sneaking suspicion that people would still be able to get on with their day. You know, I mean, with maybe there's a 4 p.m. minute of silence across the nation. I don't know how the Prime Minister would tackle my death. Um, I don't know which channel I'd like that to be broadcast on, whether that be, I personally would like to see my funeral on channel 10, um, and give me prime time. You know, I, I'm not afraid to have my funeral at night. Just slot me, just slot me in just after big brother and, uh, just before house. I think that would be a perfect little slot for my funeral. Billy Darcy, the last man to get the vaccine. We didn't get there in time. He died at 93 today. (laughs) Of coronavirus. Imagine that. You Imagine living through the pandemic and then like 70 years from now, you're just like, fuck, I forgot to get that vaccine. Oh, well, e- easy come, easy go. And then you die of COVID in the year 2070. That would be pretty fucking wild, dude. But I just saw today they're doing this new spray, which apparently kills COVID in 90 seconds. And my question to that is, what the fuck has Glenn 20 been doing this whole time. Can anyone answer me that? Uh, people have been spraying Glen 20 everywhere. I, I did this gig where the guy was spraying so much Glen 20 on the mic, you could dead set taste it as you were talking. Fucking choking on chemicals while I'm trying to talk about, you know, tackling the issues up there. Buses that are late, aeroplane food, etc. Okay? Etc. But now apparently there's this new spray. I can only imagine this spray, if if sprayed around babies or an old person, would do more harm than good. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we could fucking put a bit of this spray into into the bloody vapes for the kids. Get their immune systems really cranking, you know? But dude, I mean, has Glenn 20 been a scam this whole time? Because people were saying that was killing COVID. Was that just like distracting it? Is that like when... Is tackling COVID with Glen 20 like when there's a spider in the house and all you've got is air freshener and you just think, fuck it, get some citrus breeze into you, you piece of shit. You know, just freaking, anyone else ever drowned a huntsman in lavender, lavender fucking air freshener? You know, just, there's no poison in it, but you just make it so wet it can't move anymore. Has anyone else ever done that? Not me, dude. Not me. Dude, I once killed an aggressive possum with nothing but a, a fucking can of Glen 20 and a good attitude. So I'm just saying I'd like some clarification on the whole Glen 20 thing because I reckon that's taken five years off my life, the amount of Glen 20 I've ingested. And apparently it was all for show. That's just what I'm reading. 
Um, <laughs> also, I love the most powerful uh, freaking antibacterial spray we have is called Glen. You know, one of the least impressive names you'll come across. I also love it when a, when a fucking <laughs> I love it when a company puts like a number on the can, so you know how many goes it took them to get it right. You know, Glen Twenty. The first batch wouldn't even kill a fly. Now this thing will freaking this thing will kill a possum, as previously stated. You know, dude, I'm pretty sure some girls carry around Glen Twenty as a form of mace. I don't care what gender you are. If you get freaking Glen Twenty in the eye, you're gonna know about it, dude. If I can take down a freaking wolf spider with some Glen Twenty, I'll take down whatever blokes up at the bus stop creeping people out. So, dude, I don't know what's happening with Glen Twenty, but I like some clarification from the company. Um, but yeah, apparently move over Glen 20. Your old news. I love that. Speaking of the news, so I read the news once a week when I'm looking to pad out the 40 minutes that is this podcast. And, you know, I can, the, the news is mostly garbage about JLo and the Royal family, but the COVID news is, is either two things. It's either, not only are we going to die, but we're going to die extremely soon. You know, there's a new strain. Well, I think we're up to about 75 strains. I love The South African one is still the worst one. They're like, this thing is just run through Namibia on a Tuesday, dude. Took out the whole nation, okay? Um, can somebody, for the love of God, fly some vitamin C to Africa? I mean, those poor, that poor, that poor continent, I should say. They got the most aggressive strain and, and zero healthcare. <laughs> Fucking David versus Goliath over at Africa. You know, in Australia, we've got no COVID and, and heaps of healthcare. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a nation to live in, hey? But dude, um, it's either the COVID news, either we're all going to die, give up hope, or this magic pill is not only going to cure COVID, but it's going to probably, it's probably going to fix up your chlamydia as well and bring back your ex-girlfriend. I mean... And it's always an Australian-made drug. They're like, Australian scientists have done it again, you know? But we're still... The vaccine's coming in from overseas, so I don't know. If some bloke in fucking Wollongong's getting it done, why are the crates coming in from North America? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. But anyway, let's crack into this absolute gem of a pot of roux. Got a lot to get through. Okay, so Friday night... The boys are out on the town, the lads, um, the gentlemen, etc. And we go out for teppanyaki. If you're not familiar with teppanyaki, dude, um, it's the one where the Asian chef like um, like throws a fucking egg roll at you like an LA Dodger, okay? You know, he's like cutting up shit and then just ping, 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 throwing it all everywhere. Um, it's exciting. The food itself is whatever. I think they're I think they're throwing at you throwing it at you backwards to cover up the fact there's no real seasoning of any kind, and you are in fact just eating uh, sort of raw dishes back to back to back that have been tossed around for about ten minutes by some guy called Haturo or whatever, you know. And it yeah, I'd probably be freaking doing a backflip at the at the fry pan as well if I wasn't actually flavoring the food in any way. Uh, but you know, it's still a fun night. It's still a great time. Uh, we, we head out there. Now, the last time I went to Teppanyaki, we had our own private booth with the chef that throws the stuff at you. Okay. Now, so I'm thinking this is great. And this is just a moment just to 
go out with you know four or five of the lads just get wrecked in our own private booth have a laugh you know catch some eggs you know take a few classic catches you know re the shrimp etc and uh and just have a great time and the guy's doing the fucking he's spinning the knife and in the holster type thing it's exciting to be around okay but so we have about uh i want to say ballpark nine beers and get pretty outrageously high before we go to teppanyaki okay um so far no harm no foul in my books we get to teppanyaki we do not have a private booth we're actually sharing with about 15 other people and they're all like our age um there's about five girls maybe six guys the girls i don't want to speak out of school and i'd hate to get so blue on a weekday but they were the hottest chicks i've ever seen in my life okay and and the lads looked like they would um be high school bullies if they did in fact still go to high school um i think by now they're probably all real estate agents but you could tell they still had that sort of year nine swagger, you know? They still had that fucking back of the bus, shoulders back, shut the fuck up attitude. And uh, so these are cool people. And we are high out of our minds. Um, the social anxiety I was feeling at the table, because I, I, I got sat next to the strangers as well. So I've taken a bullet for the lads. You know, we're way too high to socialize with strangers. And... Yeah, I honestly, when we were walking over, I honestly thought about just turning around and running out of the restaurant. I was absolutely terrified. You know, something about small talk when you're too high is like just absolutely terrifying. You know, hey, Bill, how's work? I'm ordering an Uber. I have to leave. And so, dude, now we're all sitting there. One half of the freaking teppanyaki table is these cool kids. And they're just laughing it up. You know, they're just yakking it up. Bloody, the girls are getting photos. The, the, the guys are bloody talking about sports. I don't know what they're doing, but we're just sitting in complete silence at our end of the table. We are absolutely terrified, okay? Um, Danny is embarrassing us, I got to say. We're, you know, it's BYO and then they bring you the beers as you sort of order them. Now, Pelican of the Week goes to my roommate, Danny, um, for what he did. So, you know... Like any human being worth their salt, you get the waiter's attention. Hey, mate, excuse me. Could we get uh, two more of the Asahis? You know, we were drinking Japanese lager in in honor of the cuisine itself. And and he'd say, no worries, mate, back in a sec. <laughs> Danny would just continue his conversation, but hold his empty beer up in the air and not even make eye contact with the guy. It was some dead set fucking Game of Thrones shit, dude. I was like, mate... You need to stop doing that. You're making us look like absolute cunts right now, okay? And he's like, mate, you know, he do- he knows what's up. And I could we could see the waiter, this Asian guy, was getting more and more furious with Danny. I've never seen a guy just not pick up on social cues like this ever before. I mean, the guy would come over and be like, ugh. You know, and Danny would be like, thanks, mate. Oh, do you mind opening it for me while you're there? Like... Oh, it was, it's making me feel awkward now just talking about it. I was like, mate, please, I'll order your beers from now on. Stop summoning this guy like he's a fucking servant, okay? This isn't the feudal system, all right? Just freaking ask for it like a gentleman, you know? But then, so, you know, we start to get a bit rowdy. The beers start to overpower the weed, thank God, and we're feeling a bit more social. You know, we're having a laugh at the table. 
one of the guys uh, on the table was named Kieran. When it, when it was his turn to catch the egg, he's one of the strangers, right? I just we just started all the lads. We start a chant. We start bullying him. You know, it's it's a freaking the tides have been reversed. You know, even though this guy did absolutely nothing wrong to us, um, you know, we were so high. We we felt like his aura itself was intimidating. So now it's his turn to catch the egg. I'm like, Kieran, Kieran. I'm giving him the fucking Bay 13 treatment. And the whole restaurant starts starts chiming in as well, you know? Kieran, Kieran. Absolute scenes, dude. Absolute scenes, you know? Uh, I saw this one kid. So they, they throw a raw egg at you and you got to catch it in the bowl. This eight-year-old kid in front of... He's at like a table of 20. All his family... He drops the egg and it goes all over himself. And his little brother is just pointing his face going, ah, ah, you're a loser. You're a fucking loser. I don't think he swore. He's about seven. But like just the pure hatred in this little brother's eyes. Like, oh man, you know, you forget how cruel kids can be. And then the kid who dropped the egg, <laughs> he takes his shirt off, dude. He takes his shirt off and stands up and goes, you want some? You want to run that mouth? Let's fucking go. So now like, now the two kids are freaking punching on right next to the tepid yaki table. We got shrimp flying everywhere. The lads are way too high in this corner. Danny's hiring this fucking waiter like it's 1732. It's absolute bedlam at the tepid yaki, dude. Bedlam, okay? Now, it comes to my turn to catch my raw egg and unfortunately there was an incident. I caught the egg with beautiful soft hands in the bowl. I took this egg like I was at first slip at the SCG, okay? Fucking, you know, Ben Hilfenhaus has come back from retirement and he's hooping it around corners, dude. I've taken this egg, you know, I've taken this egg like I would take an orphan into my home, okay? I've wrapped it in a blanket. I freaking got it a cup of tea and, and put on Friends Season 5. Monica and Chandler had just started hooking up. Settle in, egg. This, this is not a house. This is a home. Okay? This is my home. And now it's yours too. Okay? So I, I took this egg beautifully. It still exploded in the bowl all over my beautiful white pants. Now, I should have said something earlier. I've skipped a key detail. Um, the reason we were so terrified when we walked in to the teppanyaki was not only because we were super high, but also we'd done a shit dress night. So all the lads are in freaking suit pants, runners, rainbow socks, you know, old men's shirts. I think Mac is wearing a fucking Star Wars tie. I've got runners on. Adam's got genuine soccer boots on. He's got his Adidas Predators on. <laughs> we look like absolute clowns. And it's one of those things where we just wanted to do it, you know, just just because it makes the night funny. If you If you just do something, you know. So we look like absolute clowns, like op shop losers, like just dressed like so shit. And then we walked in and there were all these cool kids looking hot. And uh, yeah, so that's that's part of the reason we were so terrified. So I'm wearing beautiful white jeans rolled up um, with laser blue socks and my trusty uh, Nike runners. And also my socks were Star Wars. They had um, R2-D2 on them. And yeah, so this is part of the reason we were so terrified. We looked like fools. Because when you go out dressed in a theme and you're the only ones dressed in a theme and, and no one else knows what the theme is, um, people don't really get around it. They just assume you're fucking losers, okay? 
And they're right to assume that. They are right to assume that. So we're in there. The egg explodes all of them all over my beautiful white pants. So now I've got to go to the bathroom, dude. And I'm like, I got the soap and the water because like, it's like, it's a huge yellow stain, like as big as a dinner plate on my leg. Like it's, it's noticeable. Okay. And also egg is going to start to stink. So I go out the back to the bathroom. There's only one bathroom, right? It's unisex in and out. So there's one, there's the first door. Then there's the room with the sink and the hair and the hairdryer, hand dryer. Then there's the second door with the with the toilet. So I'm there for about 20 minutes, soaping up my pants, drying them under the hand dryer, you know, got paper towels scrubbing away while people are in and out using the bathroom, fucking laughing at me, dude, laughing at me. And I'm so high. <laughs> it was a fucking nightmare, dude. Do you know how many times I heard, oh no, mate, egg, get away from you, did it, champion? And I'm like, yeah, ha, 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 ha. Uh, yeah, I dropped the egg. It's hilarious. You know? Oh, it was a fucking nightmare. But I eventually cleaned up. We went to the pub. It was a great time. Um, unfortunately, we were unceremoniously kicked out of the pub. Uh, pretty aggressively, actually. Um, we, were, we were in the beer garden. No fuss, no muss. Um, we're having, you know, we're just having a bloody laugh. And Adzi goes to get another table because um, we needed a few more chairs, you know. So he goes to get another table. I pull his chair back closer to me to make room for the table, okay? And I swear to God to this day, that's all I was doing. Adzi pulls the table about halfway and then goes to sit in his chair, <laughs> eats shit, like falls on his ass. He's fucking, he's turtling on the floor in the beer garden. Bouncer comes over immediately, goes like, you're too pissed, mate, you've got to go. I protest, um in a way that can only be described as aggressively. Um, and to be fair, the bouncer was like skinny and white. So, you know, when it comes, when it comes to fucking, when it comes to bouncers, dude, I'm like a rugby league cheerleader. I got one rule. It's Samoans or hit the bricks. Okay. That's the only, I'm only getting around Samoans. So Unless, unless your name's like, you know, Fahawaiho, I, I really couldn't respect you less. I don't care how many fucking licenses you wear around your arm. Um, yeah, it's, it's got to be Samoans or hit the bricks for mine. And, and that's not saying that one day a, a, a white bouncer won't beat the shit out of me. I'm sure he will. I'm just saying that, you know, I'm just saying that I'll deserve it because I wouldn't have respected him. Um, but yeah, so we get kicked out for what was on, an honest to God accident. And, you know, easy come, easy go. The thing with the COVID restrictions is pubs don't need you as much as you need them now. You know? I mean, we get we get four, four or five fucking hooligans out of here. There's a line out the front. They can replace us in two seconds flat. We are valueless. Um, apart from the hundreds of dollars we were pumped into the bar. Um, but cu- culturally, I'm saying we had no value. So we were quickly kicked out of the pub. Um, and teppanyaki is, um, you know, it's not, it doesn't really fill you up. So we went to another pub. We were not let in. Um, and I think the shit dress was doing a lot of the work on some of the treatment we were receiving because we did look like fucking idiots. Um, but yeah, we went to another pub. We were not let in. And then we just proceeded to go to a, a, a late night pizza place and just each of us drilled a full pizza on the side of the road in what can only be described as sort of 
one of the more embarrassing incidents of the weekend. So yeah, that was Friday night, dude. Um, wins, but I got to say a lot of losses, a lot of losses. So anyway, next up, so Saturday rolls around. Firstly, Saturday, I pick up some beautiful recliners, reclining lounges off a mate at work. And these things will dead set change your fucking life. For anyone out there watching television and your back is at a 90 degree angle, I feel sorry for you and I wish you all the best for the future because, because I no longer live in that hell, okay? I no longer live in a world where my back is forced to engage any muscles whatsoever. Um, I no longer live in a world where relaxing is a destination. For me, that's a, it's a journey now. It's a journey that I'm on 24-7, dude, at a 45-degree angle, okay? You want to talk about relaxing. You come home from work, you pour a glass of red, you sit in the couch, and, and you just grab that lever on your right-hand side. Bam! Legs fly out, the back goes back. Oh, you're just bloody friends season five. Monica has feelings for Chandler, but when is she going to tell him? Okay? When is she going to tell him? So these things have changed the game. Um, and yeah, they're just an absolute treat. And they were completely free. I will say, if you're looking for momentum, you know, if you're having pre-drinks, um, if you're, if you really have any plans to leave the house whatsoever, I would stay away from the recliner at all costs um, because it is very hard to sort of get up once you're in it. Um, Mac has been in the recliner for four days straight back there. Um, he's been sleeping for 16 hours a day. He's like a koala now. We just bring in a fucking eucalyptus tree branch and leave it next to him. And he just fucking eats, eats the leaves and rewatches Breaking Bad. You know, we, we honestly can't get him out of that thing. So be very careful around the recliners. But yeah, so we're reclining. Um, my cousin Brendan comes over. We start drilling piss Saturday afternoon, having a great time. And Brendan's a bit on notice because the last couple of times he's come over to the lad pad, he's a bit, a bit off the pace. He's had two freakouts, um, and he's looking to really sort of, you know, just have a single night on the gas with us where he doesn't sort of lose his mind, as it were. So he's looking to impress. We head out to the bloody pub. Um, I sheepishly have another pizza for dinner, and uh, so I mean, my health over the weekend was absolutely disgraceful. I was just, it was pizza and a schooner for every meal. And uh, you don't have to message me about that. I'm very well aware of what a complete piece of shit I am. So we're at the pub. I drill a meat lover's pizza. We drill about 40 million schooners. And uh, we're having a great time. We're bopping around. This particular pub appears to have adopted the Florida mentality when it comes to COVID. I've never seen a place more packed in all my life. So we're, we're bloody bopping around, having a great time. It's a bit of a who's who of who gives a fuck, i got to say, down there. I ran into a couple of blokes I went to primary school with. Um, I ran into, like, some guy I freaking played a game of baseball with when I was 13. Some guy who fucking fingered me when I was seven. I mean, we're running into... It's a bloody... Like I said, it's why am I running into these people? How you been? What are you up to? How's comedy going? What are you doing for work now? Where do you live? I mean... Ugh. Every conversation. 
you know, like, and also I don't want to come off as a complete piece of shit. I'm just saying I don't like running into, you know, some acquaintance from bloody 15 years ago who you didn't care for then, you don't care for now, and now you're stuck in a 20-minute conversation talking about who you're living with and, and how the house is, how many fucking bedrooms you've got. It's like, is this freaking Selling Houses Australia or am I at the goddamn boozer right now? Okay? If you want to know how many bedrooms my house has, go on realestate.com. Alright? Yeah, we have a bloody pool as well. Can you believe it? For that price, what a steal. Fuck off. Okay? God, I hate small talk. So then, we're bopping around, talking to some people, having a great time. So we are having an absolute time a and I start talking to this one lady and blonde I don't want to speak out of school again cover your ears kids she was in fact attractive and we're just chatting and then out of nowhere okay I don't even bring it up and I, I never would in this sort of situation but she goes she goes I just finished Mandalorian season two so much better than season one and she starts talking about the Mandalorian and I am literally freaking out. I'm like, this is the one. Okay, this chick's pretty fucking hot. And she's talking about Mandalorian in detail and how it relates to the movies. And I'm thinking, this chick is hot and she loves Star Wars. I dead set reckon I'm on an episode of Punked. I'm waiting for Ashton Kutcher to come out with the cameras being like, you thought you watched Mandalorian, you fucking loser. <laughs> so I'm literally, and, and I'm just thinking... Because this happens sometimes. You know when you're talking to a girl or you know, you're talking to a guy, whatever you're into, and and they bring up something that you also like. And then you you like they're like, Oh yeah, I watched uh I watched Breaking Bad and you're like, Oh my god, I love Breaking Bad. I've watched every behind the scenes, I've got the deluxe platinum Blu-ray set at home. I once fucking sucked off the guy that plays Walter White, you know? Like and you just start going off because you're like oh they definitely love this as much as me and then they're like oh yeah i watched the first two seasons i sort of couldn't get back into it after that but yeah no it's a it's a good show it's a good show and you kind of freak them out with how much you love it i think i've done that before i can't remember which topic but it wasn't star wars but now in my head i'm just thinking do not fuck this up billy okay don't come on too strong here with the Mandal. I go, oh, Mandalorian. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, it's good. It's real good. I'm thinking, I'm thinking just keep it in. Just keep it in. Because I watched every Mandalorian episode like four times in the week it came out. Like I'd watch it with, with Adzi on Saturday. Then we'd rewatch it Sunday. And then I'd come home on Tuesday and like watch it again. And then Friday before the next one came out, I'd, I'd fucking have a little refresher. You know, I fucking love the Mandalorian. So now I'm just trying to keep that inside a little bit. I'm like, yeah, season two was better than season one. I go, yeah, I agree. And then we're chatting about the Mandalorian and I'm thinking, this is it. This is, this is fucking it. I tell you what, this is like out of a goddamn movie. She's talking about like really specific stuff from the telly show. And I'm like, this is great. So we're zigging and zagging, having a great time. And uh, this just goes to show. You can never be too, you can never be too comfortable in this game. And I went and got a drink, and I regret going to get that drink because when I came back, uh, she was talking to a guy with a genuine face tattoo. Now I am not 
putting this mayo on for exaggeration. A genuine fucking face tattoo, dude. Okay? I, don't, I can't remember what it's... It was like a symbol. It was just... It wasn't the teardrops, but it was under his eye. Pretty sure I would have noticed if some fucking... Some guy is off a couple of people. Now, so she was chatting to him and then like... I think his mate was friends with her mate. So now there's like... There's three of those guys, three of these girls. The Mandalorian chick's talking a face tattoo. I sat down for about five minutes, but you know when you're just like sitting there like... <laughs> and you're not really part of the conversation, but you're sort of just waiting for an opening. Like this guy's like, uh, yeah, it was a uh, beautiful weather today. I was like, I like weather. Are we talking about the sun or the moon? Tag me in. Hey, cold pressure systems. What are we talking about? You know, it was embarrassing. Um, and, and yeah, now this guy with the face tattoo, I highly doubt he has the same amount of Mandalorian knowledge that I do. Um, but for whatever reason, um, yeah, he did beat me on this occasion. But yeah, like I said, I'd like to do some Star Wars trivia with that guy and we'll see who the real fucking nerd is, okay? But yeah, so that was the strikeout city for the week. Um, some guy with fucking justice or some shit tattooed on his chin. Rack-jacked me, but you know, that's how it goes sometimes. All right, now, finish up on a couple of things here. So, firstly, dude, forgot to talk about this last week, but... As I've said previously on the pod, my favorite comedian used to be Chris D'Elia, okay? Now, if you don't know Chris D'Elia, he is a very famous comedian. He was about to probably play like arenas in America, which is like, you know, like Kevin Hart plays arenas. That's how, that's how big Chris D'Elia was. Um, and, you know, he's got like a few Netflix specials. He was on... Um, couple of television shows, et cetera, et cetera. Very famous comedian. He has a fantastic podcast, or he did, past tense. I think that's coming back, though. Um, and then it came out that he's a big old creeperoo. Uh, basically, every time he went to a city to do a comedy show, he would um, attempt to knock over one, if not several, girls from the crowd. And so it came out that some of these girls were underage, allegedly, Okay. So he got cancelled hardcore um, for allegedly having sex with underage girls and basically texting every bird on the planet. I, I'm not kidding. I have a friend in Perth who has a DM from him. Like, that's this guy is just casting the net fucking wide, okay? You know, I've never been so towy that I thought, do you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on and message a few girls I know, and do you know what, I might just bloody message a few girls from Arizona while I'm at it, you know? You, know, you just bloody never know, do you? You just never know. So he's an extremely toey uh, and and creepy man, but he put out a statement last year saying all of his relationships were legal and consensual, and that was it. He disappeared for about a year, and then last Saturday he put out a YouTube video addressing the allegations. And it was quite funny because I did this guy's podcast, Carl B. Um, that's coming out. I don't know in a couple of weeks, but we did a segment on that all about Chris D'Elia. Because uh, he knows I was a fan of him. And the whole segment, I'm like, there's no way he comes back. He's done. And then like an hour later, he was back. So that was poor timing. But, <laughs> so Chris D'Elia is back. He said in this YouTube video, um, he was like, you know, all of my relationships are legal and consensual. And then he sort of didn't really talk about the underage thing again after that. He just said that he's a sex addict. Um... 
And I personally would have pushed the whole none of the girls were underage thing a bit harder if I was him. I mean, he didn't. He kind of just breezed past it. He was like, all my relationships have been legal. Anyway, like, it's like, it's like, that's really the core of the issue here, Chris. If you could just really give us the nuts and bolts on whether the, any of the girls were freaking 16 when you were 35, that would really clear a lot of this up. But he kind of breezed past that, which I thought was not ideal. Okay? Not ideal. So he kind of just breezed past that. And then he was talking about how he's a sex addict. Uh, I don't know. I don't know much about addiction, apart from the five or six I have. Um, but a sex addiction, dude, I don't know. I know, I don't know much about it, but you, you, I think you can just be a fucking, a piece of shit hornbag without calling it an addiction. You know? Like, where's the line on sex addiction? But he was like, I'm a sex addict. I needed help. I was heading for this. It's like, how many birds do you have to root uh, before you, like... Also, he was rampantly cheating on his wife this whole time. I should have added in as well. So he's got a fiance with a kid. He's been cheating on her basically three times a week for the last fucking five years. Um, and he talked about that in the video. And he was basically just saying, yeah, I'm a huge creep. Like, I would just... Girls message me after shows wanting to root and I would oblige. Um... Yeah, he said after every show, he gets like 50 messages from girls like who are pretty keen. So I'm not going to pretend to know what that's like. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very bizarre. And, and now he's, he's kind of back, but yeah, this whole sex addict thing, like, I don't know. What's the line? How many girls do you have to root? You know, how many times do you have to cheat on the mother of your child before, you stop being a complete piece of shit loser and you're actually, you're now the victim. <laughs> you now need the help. You know, your people were thinking your fiance would need therapy due to how much you've betrayed her. <laughs> but it turns out, no, no, Chris D'Elia is actually the victim. Um, he's got a crippling sex addiction. You know what I mean? Is this fucking bullshit or what, dude? I don't know. I, I'm, the, the jury's out on sex addiction for me. I don't know much about it, but Seems like a bit of a cop-out, if you ask me, you know? And he did say, he said, all these messages came out from girls. It's just basically him being like, send me nudes and come up and make out of my, let's make out and, you know. When you keep it by that, he's like 36 sending this to like a freaking 17-year-old. Pretty fucking weird, dude. But, um, but yeah, he said, he said, all the messages that came out, he said, there's thousands more of those. Which I appreciated that he said that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And he's on the comeback trail now. And he's posting on Instagram again, just Instagram stories. He stayed off Twitter, which I think was a very smart move. Um, I mean, people on Twitter who aren't creeps get lit up. So God forbid you actually are one. I mean, fucking sayonara, brother. But yeah, so, but now, he, how's this? How's this for a PR play? This is ballsy and I think it's kind of working. The only Instagram posts he's done um, are of his one-year-old baby, you know? So, it's like it'll be a video of his baby doing something funny or it'll be a video of his baby like hitting him on the head and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, my son. And then the caption is like, I heart my baby boy more than anything. And it's like, that's fucking genius, dude. That is absolute genius because it's very hard to be like, comment you're a fucking 
creep piece of shit. You should be locked up, you pedophile, on a video of a one-year-old baby. I think maybe even younger than one. Very hard to tee off on a photo of a nine-month-old human being. You know? (laughs) It's a picture of a nine-month-old human being, like, eating some fucking pureed carrots. What are you going to comment? Fuck you, you creep. (laughs) You can't. You can't do it, okay? So, very smart PR from Chris D'Elia. I imagine when the content returns to being just him um, by itself, I imagine some of the comments might skew a bit more negatively. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but other, other than that, I'd say his podcast is coming back soon and he's back. And, you know, it is a tough one because, you know, I am his number one fan, or I was, you know. And it's like... I don't know. It's it's very hard to know when you're like not involved in this stuff and you're getting all your information off Twitter. You know? It's like if if Chris D'Elia comes to a, comes to Sydney and I go see him, am I supporting a fucking pedophile? Am I freaking supporting a guy who just loves to root and all the girls were overage? You know? Am I supporting a creep? Am I doing the right thing? Is he doing the wrong thing? Who knows, dude? Who knows? But Crystalia is back. You know, he's admitted he's one of the greatest creeps of all time. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd like some clarification on the underage thing. You know? Like I said, if he could just say, you know, I don't like it when people say stuff that's not exactly what, what addressing the question. The question is, did you have sex with any girls who were underage? And, and saying like, all my relationships have been legal and consensual. It just feels like he's loopholing us a bit on that. You know? Does that not feel like... It's like when the president... It's like, did you bomb anyone in Syria, Mr. President? And the president's like, well, I've got a lot of bombs in a lot of places, you know? I can't keep tra- track of them all. It feels like kind of a slippery politician answer. If he just goes straight down the barrel, I have never had sex with an underage girl under any circumstances. That's really what I'm looking for to get back on the Chrissy D train, but at the moment, it's, it's just fucking infant content. So he's dodging it like an old school pro. He should probably go into politics after this. I mean, the guy's fucking brushed off pedophilia charges like you wouldn't fucking believe. So I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. And luckily, I don't fucking need to. This is get around me, you know? You want answers, you go listen to freaking, I don't know. Joe Rogan, he doesn't have the answers. Freaking, I don't know, go listen to Shameless, dude. Those chicks are pretty smart. So, the pressure's off me. But yeah, I don't know what to think, dude. But he's back. And uh, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. But it's interesting where people try and come back from being cancelled. Because some people can do it and some people can't. And Chris D'Elia is attempting to do it right now. So let's see what happens. But anyway, dude, I think uh, that is the pod for this week. And uh, I will say I have some stand-up clips coming out. So that's exciting. Uh, when they do come out, um, if you could maybe ta- if you want to tag a friend in them, dude, that would be ideal. Okay? Ideal. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah. And I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone. Way too gone. Cause these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong. Way too wrong. 
Now my mind's telling me, don't you wait too long, wait too long. I why, I why.